Welcome to Side Effects. Effect versus affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host Dave Holman to discuss one of today's hottest topics. I know, a hot HR topic is an oxymoron, but ICRAs, or Individual Coverage Health Reimbursement Accounts, are what everyone is talking about these days. We have a special guest to help us break down this complex topic. Beth Bailey is a Director of Account Management and a 100-plus segment lead for all markets at McGowan Braybender. Beth has over 30 years of experience in the employee benefits arena, focused largely on self-funded plans. Beth's primary role is focused on client retention. Her expertise includes program design, reinsurance, and strategic planning. Beth maintains her own account base, working directly with larger employers on benefit plan design and strategy, emerging trends, contribution, and communication strategies. She's the perfect guest to simplify ICRAs for our listeners and will help explain what you need to know now. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with my co-host, Chief Marketing Officer Dave Holman. Welcome. Good morning. And I also am very excited to introduce our guest here, our very own MBer Beth Bailey. Welcome, Beth. Thanks, Kenzie. Excited to be here. Very good. Very good. So, so yeah, this is this is one of those days where you're getting up, getting ready in the morning, and you're thinking, "What does the day hold?" And I'm like, yep. "Wow, I get to come in and talk about ICRAs." <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, so I mean, what a better way to start the week. A happy Monday, indeed. And especially yeah. the more exciting part, though, is that we get to have Beth on our episode. We have tried to get her on many an episode, and finally, yeah. I don't know how we convinced her. I don't know. What did you do, Dave? Did you convince her somehow? I don't. Uh, it just breaking her down over time. <laughs> it's amazing the things that we're getting her to do here recently. <laughs> so, but uh, it, this is a treat because. Um, when I look across the organization, it probably one of the absolute smartest people uh, in the building as it relates to employee benefits, uh, one of the most expansive backgrounds in employee benefits. Beth Bailey is at the top of the list. So we are really excited to have you here with us. You're listening to some royalty here, people. <laughs> so. Okay. You guys are making me blush. can't yes. see it. I'm not on camera. However. So we're ready to convene the uh, Beth Bailey fan club meeting here. Yep. So. Yep. We got t-shirts. Yep. yep. <laughs> so to be honest, just to start us off here, I didn't know what an ICRA was. I still am a little fuzzy on it. And Dave approached me wanting to have this podcast topic. Um, so I did some research on it, and it's just not something that the average Joe would know. So Dave, can you tell us why do you want to do an episode on this, and then why did you pick Beth for our guest? Well, it is um, it, it's something that is starting to pick up some traction depending on the the size of the group that's out there in the marketplace. And you know, one of the jobs that we have here at McGowan Braybenders is to bring new ideas to our clients, whether or not that it's a good fit, a bad fit. Mm -hmm. It's just about bringing new ideas to the table. Right. And so ICRAs is, we've, in all honesty, we've seen things similar to ICRAs over the years that's been called different things. And they usually come around for a while, then they'll, they're the flavor of the month and they'll mm -hmm. go back into the background and then they kind of disappear from there. And, and the newest and latest is ICRAs that's okay. out there. And so there's, and, and a lot of people that are out there selling them, they're, they're spending a lot of time just talking about the upside of it. 
but you need to really understand all points of it to see if it could be a good fit for your organization. So we thought it would be a great podcast topic. Okay. So to our listeners, I just want to let you know, we're staying very surface level for this conversation. So it's the ABCs of ICRAs. And so we're going to start off, Beth, an easy question. What is an individual coverage health reimbursement account? And how does it differ from traditional group health insurance plans? Well, Kenzie, simply put, an ICRA is just simply a, a formal group health plan that allows organizations of all sizes to reimburse their employees tax-free for their individual health insurance premiums and potentially other qualifying health expenses. To back up a bit, you know, this all came about with this final rule back in June of 2019, where the IRS, the Employee Benefit Security Administration, and the Department of Health and Human Services got together and they wanted to expand opportunities to provide employees access to affordable quality healthcare through changes to rules regarding health reimbursement accounts. Specifically, those rules allow the integration of HRAs and other account-based group health plans with individual health coverage or even Medicare. The final rules then ended up applying um, to groups beginning on or after January 1 of 2020. So employers can now offer this ICRA as an alternative to traditional group health coverage. And an offer of coverage under an ICRA counts as an offer of coverage under the ACA's employer mandate rules. So that's very important to know. Um, they're similar to you know, an HRA that most of you should be familiar with. Both are tax advantage accounts that use funds from the employer to help pay for certain medical expenses. However, there are some key differentiators when we are talking specifically about an ICRA. The ICRA can reimburse employees for certain medical expenses, insurance premiums, or both. And the group basically can decide during the setup process whether the ICRA will just cover the premium or both the premium and some out-of-pocket medical expenses. To qualify for the ICRA, the employee must enroll in individual coverage using the health insurance marketplace, a private insurer, Medicare, etc. Um, and the other important thing is you cannot be enrolled in an employer's group health plan and qualify for an ICRA, nor can the employer offer a choice between an ICRA and traditional group health plan to the same group of employees. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah, wow. And that, this is more recent than I thought. So this is just like 2019, 2020. Wow. Yeah. So... Uh, Beth, with that then, so is it just they have to select, you said, uh, an insurance plan through the marketplace, through, it, in most cases where ICRAs, ICRAs are up there, is the employer putting together a plan to offer um, that you know about, or are they just trying to push people to the marketplace? Like, what is the the typical offering? Well, yeah, there are some complexities and rules um, and compliance pieces around offering an ICRA, so we would really suggest working with your team at MB, and then also um, strongly recommend a third-party administrator who specializes in ICRAs for the best outcome for both the employer and the employees. Okay. Are there, and, and one other question is, are there a lot of companies out there doing ICRAs right now, or are there probably <laughs> just a handful because it's so new? It's a newer offering. Um, I think you see them in pockets mm -hmm. um, of industries and um Size of, of employer also, I think, matters. We're seeing more of an uptake in those smaller to mid-size um, organizations versus maybe groups that 
have over 100 employees or more. Okay, so typically the spaces that we're seeing right now is under 100 employees. For the most part. Okay, so can you talk a little bit, uh, on the account management side, you are all about process and getting plans up and running successfully. So what does the process look like for an ICRA? Um, I think it's a lot of education. And again, working with that third-party administrator, they're gonna help the employer make those key decision points um, in establishing the ICRA. They'll run through financial models. They'll help with you know, all that education that the employees are gonna need once the employer makes the decision to move forward. Okay. So what are some of the benefits for employers and I guess employees if, if they're being offered an ICRA? So for employers, you know, the key thing is ICRA will allow them to basically define their budget and have total control over their insurance spending, the employee contributions and the risk. It, it basically eliminates that, that issue where a health plan has maybe a high medical claims year and they're gonna get hit with a large increase the following year. Hmm. Um, the ICRA contributions are not considered wages and therefore they're not subject to employer matching payroll taxes. Um, in fact, the ICRA, ICRA contributions constitute contributions to a health and welfare plan um, and therefore qualify as a business expense, um, which is great. And the employers can retain the unclaimed reimbursements. Hmm. Oh, so, okay. So an employee leaves or something happens, that's not lost money, that's recouped. Correct, okay. correct. The employers get to hold on to anything that's not been paid out. For employees, it gives them the opportunity to choose the plan that's right for them and their families on an individual basis. It's a tax-free benefit. Employer contributions to the ICRA are not wages and then therefore don't add to the, that employee's gross income. Um, the underlying individual health plans are also portable. So if an employee would decide mm -hmm. to leave their employer, they can keep that underlying health insurance. Okay, and so that would almost be treated just like if they were of the size where they'd offer COBRA um, that's out there, then they could use that. That qualifies as a COBRA plan that Correct. is out there. Okay. Correct. Good. So how does an ICRA um, impact an employee's ability to choose their own health insurance plan? It really gives the employee total flexibility to choose the health plan that's right for them and their family either by going through the marketplace or through a private insurer. Knowing how much the employer is gonna contribute will help them kind of weigh the level of benefits they are purchasing. So the richer the plan they decide to purchase, the more the employee might be out of pocket after that ICRA reimbursement from their employer. But it, it's truly one of those situations though where it's a great situation if you don't want one size to fit all, the employee has the flexibility based on the options that are available to Avail not only available to them, but at what point of their life they're in for how much health care they think they'll need. Absolutely. Okay. So you were hinting at the importance of working with a third party. So can you give a few more details on why would you want to work for them besides the education aspect? Yeah, there are TPAs that really specialize in the administration of ICRAs and can help the employer establish how much they're going to contribute. Um, as well as help them communicate the coverage to their employees because it's very different from traditional group health coverage. Mm -hmm. um, most of these TPAs will have financial models that will illustrate the advantages um, of offering an ICRA compared to traditional group health insurance. They can also provide guidance around compliance issues related to establishing and maintaining an ICRA. 
and many will have enrollment portals, um, mm. which will help guide the employees with the selection of their individual health plan. We love a portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we look at this, I mean, in a broad stroke, it sounds great. But yet, in all honesty, we've spent a lot of time talking to a lot of our clients about the situation. And there's not been a, a huge amount of traction, at least to this point. So um, what is... I guess what is the sell, or what is <laughs> why why would employers offer an ICRA plan to their employees as opposed to a group health plan? Like, what is the um, why would you offer to the employees? Like, what is the sell them the, the dream or like? Yeah, I mean, for the yeah. employer, really, um, you know, like we said a little bit earlier, it really gives them you know, the ability to set a budget and mm-hmm. not be thrown by, you know, what's happening in the group insurance market. And and that's huge mm-hmm. for, you know, employers that don't want large variations or fluctuations in their healthcare spend. So it's a this safe, really, predictable correct. approach to budgeting for your health plan. Yeah, they can, you know, avoid that healthcare trend of 10 to 12% per year. Um, you know, they might raise their ICRAs slightly um, year to year, maybe to account for people that jump up in age group or what have you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're going to leave that that number set and be able to budget very predictably, predictably off of that. Okay. So it sounds a little overwhelming because I guess if you're thinking of it from the employee standpoint, you're like, oh, another thing to research, another thing to know. So some of this information can be a little daunting. So besides the help of the TPA, how else can get the, this information be easier to, to explain? Or maybe in, in order for it to be successful, yeah. what, what are the extra hurdles that we need to go over for an ICRA? Well, you know, today with traditional group coverage, the employer selects the plan um, for their employees and they typically pay about 80% of the premium. Yep. With ICRA, you're right, it's, it's on the employee to select the plan that's best for their family and then they're reimbursed for some or all of the premium through the ICRA. So it's a very different experience for the employees. You know, today if the employee has a question about the coverage, they go to their HR team or their benefits person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their HR team or the benefit people aren't going to be able to answer those questions on the individual health plans going forward. Mm-hmm. So for the employer, you know, their team isn't spending time addressing those questions, but most of the employers we work with are pretty paternalistic and want to take care of their employees and yep. they won't be able to do that. So it's just, it's a pretty big shift that a lot of employers may not be ready for yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when we look at it, I know from a compliance standpoint, there's a lot of issues that you need to deal with with normal healthcare plans. And so I would imagine, especially with a new plan like an ICRA, there's there's similar um, regulations or rules to follow, but are there is there anything special that you need to take into consideration or understand about ICRAs? Yeah, there, there are a lot of regulations around them. Um, Employers that offer an ICRA to a class of employees have to offer that ICRA on the same terms and conditions to all the employees within that class, Mm. with a few minor exceptions. There's also an annual notice requirement um, that's out there for employers. And then there's the substantiation requirement. So basically that means the ICRA must implement reasonable procedures to basically substantiate the participants and each dependent covered by that ICRA are or will be enrolled in individual health coverage or Medicare for the plan year. Um, For groups that are transitioning, 
you know, maybe you're keeping your existing employees on the group health plan, but maybe putting new employees on the ICRA. So there's some special rules grandfathering those um, existing employees into that traditional group plan. And then there's an opt-out um, clause where employees may want to opt out so that they can claim premium tax credits under mm. the ACA if they are eligible for them, only if the ICRA is considered unaffordable. So for group health plans subject to the ACA, there is that affordability um, factor to consider as well. And I had a, just a random thought since this was born around 2019, 2020, did it have to do with the pandemic or COVID or anything? Do you think that was a result or is that unrelated? Just timing, the stars happened. I think the stars, because this was started back in 19 and, you know, I don't, I'm not sure I saw the connection okay, so there. Okay, not related. Could be. I always wonder if, you yeah. know, things are born out of the pandemic and then <laughs> they work out well. Well, sometimes, sometimes they don't. So. Yeah. So. Um, what types of classes typically gravitate towards ICRA plans? Yeah, the ICRAs really seem to be a great fit for employers with high turnover or short employee tenure, maybe populations of lower paid workers, or that mix of hour, hourly and salaried um, employees. Some of the industries that you know seem to make a lot of sense with these are hospitality, mm-hmm. retail, restaurants, construction, um, all those might look more seriously at offering an ICRA to their employee population. Okay. So uh, not to put you on the spot, Beth, but I'm going to put you on the spot. So (laughs) too late. (laughs) it's almost like as you look at this, like just what does your gut say? Like things that you just want to make sure you fully understand. It sounds great at a surface level. And when you, you know, when you read a a small bite size bit of information about it, you're like, yeah, that sounds like something that would be great. Budgeting money, not having to worry about plan flexibility to choose almost whatever plan you want. But there's that dark side or the other things to consider and the gotchas. Like what are what are some of those that you think an employer should really take a look at when considering? Well, I think they have to keep in mind, you know, recruiting and attracting and retaining employees, you know, because this is a pretty significant shift from what is traditionally out there. Um, it may need a little bit more time to gain more traction and become a little bit more mainstream. Um, I've heard a lot of people equate an ICRA to um, the evolution that happened between pensions and, and 401ks, right? And that mm-hmm. took time um, to evolve. And, you know, will group health insurance go away? Not anytime soon. Um, but I think we will continue to see the ICRA model grow over time. Yeah. Cool. That gives us something to look forward to in the yeah. world of insurance. <laughs> something to look forward to in the world of insurance. That's a great <laughs> <one>. <laughs> So just to wrap up, though, Dave or Beth, do either of you have any final questions, thoughts, anything surrounding this topic? Um, Beth, we've seen things. I mean, you think it's going to gain traction, but do you think five years from now we're going to be saying Icarus is, you know, a great addition as an option, or do you think it's going to be just one of those, one of the many lines of ideas that people have had over the years? Because to me, it looks like it's it's strictly a budget play. It's not like it's not like an ICRA is going to improve the health of your population. It's not going to help you strategically plan for anything other than simply costs. Is that 
Am I missing? For the employer, yes. For the employees, it gives them the ability to more tailor the coverage to them and their needs at the time. Um, do I think it's going to be mainstream in five years? No. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are going to be pockets in those industries and maybe those those smaller employers that we talked about. And, and for those um, larger employers that, you know, maybe have a different need um, or need that stability of budget um, for a variety of reasons. So I think they'll evolve. I think it's going to take longer before they become totally mainstream. Okay. And right now, one one final question. You said it's mostly we're seeing most of the traction in under 100. Do you think that there'll be tweaks or do you think it'll go up market much the other way? Or do you think it's going to be really the sweet spot is for smaller groups? I think it may come up market eventually. Um, you know, we've had a few groups look at it um, in the larger group space. Um, interestingly, we've had several, even in mid-market, that have in the in our 51 to 99 segment, as we define it, um, that maybe dipped their toes in the water, <laughs> and then they turned around and came back to traditional group insurance because the employees were just so confused and so unhappy. So I think mm. it just really needs a little bit of time to get those processes ironed out, to... You know, and, and I mean, it's 2023, um, you know, they've been around for a few years, but it's, it's just going to take a little more time, I think. So you're definitely going to need, if you're considering an ICRA, you can't, you can't approach it as it's just going to be just like implementing our group health plan. It's going to require a lot more handholding. What type of relationship do you have as far as engaging your population? Are they receptive to learning and being engaged? So it, it's not just an easy trade-off. You you really need to look at those considerations in addition to budgets when considering an ICRA. It's a specialty. I like having the future predictor here. This is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> she knows a little bit of everything. Well, thank you both so much for joining us, Dave and Beth, both with your knowledge on this very complex topic that I think we did a pretty good job breaking down. So if any of our listeners, HR professionals, um, have any questions you could reach out to us um my email is kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com or david healthierbirthdays.com and feel free to connect with beth on linkedin and um we will see you next time thanks for joining us on side effects